Super Bible Party. Super Bible Party. We're going to have a Super Bible Party tonight. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, welcome to Super Bible Party Podcast. My name is Robert Berry. Pleased to meet you. Uh, please, or maybe we've met before. Uh, sorry for being overly formal. Um, this is the podcast where we uh, talk about interesting Bible stories. Um, not so much about religion uh, or your faith or, or lack of it. it we're talking about uh, stories in the Bible, uh, particularly stories that uh, uh, maybe you didn't get the whole story uh, back in Sunday school. Maybe things the uh, the preacher, the minister, the priest may have just skipped over because it may have made for an awkward Sunday service. Uh, nonetheless, uh this is the fifth episode. Uh, I'm glad uh, to all of our listeners so far. Uh, we're slowly creeping up there, and uh, this is. I, I'm excited that, that that I've got enough things to talk about to keep this going. And um, today, we're going to be talking about. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in the Bible uh, that go on that are that are that are weird and wild. You know, murder and mayhem and love and, and forgiveness. Uh, but but today we're going to talk about human sacrifice. Uh, human sacrifice uh, in the Bible. Um, it actually uh, appears uh, more times in the Bible uh, than you would think. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, a lot of instances of sacrifice, first of all. I mean, there's animal sacrifice, the sacrament. Uh, burning an animal to show God uh, that you're giving him a, this burnt offering and, and, the, and the smoke rising into the air. Because let's be frank, who doesn't like the smell of good barbecue? Uh, merely killing the animal was not enough. Uh, it was burning the animal and the smell uh, that was a part of that ritual. So really, you know, your, your, uh, your love of, of barbecue on your Weber grill goes back to biblical times uh, burnt offerings for the Lord. Um, that goes all the way back to Adam and Eve, Eve times, Cain and Abel. You know, they uh, Abel had uh, burned uh, some of his animals, uh, and uh, Cain, a little stingy, uh, burned some vegetables. Uh, and then... Uh, that wasn't very good, you know, and, and, and that God, God right away said I, I, he's not a vegetarian. He wanted to smell that sweet taste of meat. Uh, burning turnips back then did not do much to help you uh, make things right with God. But, uh, you know, there, there, there's much talk uh, in, in uh, Hebrew writings, uh, even outside of the Bible and mentioned in the Bible itself. God even refers to uh, Moloch. Now, Moloch is a... Uh, Basically, a uh, Moloch is a uh, oh, what's the best way to describe him? He, he he's a god that was uh, used uh, for, with the Canaanites, and remember we talked about Canaan before, uh, the son of Ham, the, who's the grandson of Noah, Canaan, and his people were cursed because uh, his dad Ham might have molested his mom or dad. It's not really uh, clear, but. Uh, Anyway, uh, Moloch is uh, a Canaanite god, and he's associated with child sacrifice. Now, what's interesting about Moloch is that Moloch uh, was a uh, depicted in the form of, as a giant 
statue, uh, an idol that looked like a, a man and a bull sort of mixed together, like a minotaur. Uh, um, and then uh, they would, uh, it was hollowed out, had a, a place in there, and they would burn kids inside of them to please the god Moloch. Pretty crazy, right? There's even talk about how like they would, uh, the priests would uh, play drums uh, while the kids were burning inside of the statue of Moloch uh, so that the fathers wouldn't have to hear them scream. Um, that's pretty metal metal stuff there, if you think about it. You know, that's, that's quite a show. But God frowned upon this. Uh, he, he did say, you know, human sacrifice. Uh, that represented the, the, the heathen way of doing things, the uh, horrible way of doing things. Now, God does does mention uh, some people should be burned. There's a talk about, you, you, you'll you sometimes see sacrifice referred to as uh, being put through the fire, put into the fire. That's, you know, sacrifice. But, you know, sometimes God refers to people needing to have that done uh, more as a way to uh, put them away, you know, execute them. Not so much that they needed to be sacrificed for uh, his favor, but perhaps, uh, of course, uh, one of the most popular uh, and interesting stories in the Bible is the story uh, of Abraham and the sacrifice of Isaac, or the binding of Isaac, as it's also known. And this is a, an interesting story. Now, let's, let's, let's give you some context here. Now, Abraham... Um, you know, he's pretty much like the pillar of most modern uh, religion. He's um, he's recognized in uh, Judaism and Christianity, the Muslim faith. He's he's kind of like the 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 prophet that ties a lot of these things together. They all they're all pretty cool with Abraham. You know, it's kind of like uh, everybody likes vanilla ice cream. You know, Abraham's the vanilla ice cream of the Bible. Um, and Abraham had a special relationship with God. God was telling him, you're going to have many people. Your offspring are going to rule the lands. They're going to be, you know, what becomes the Israelites and all this other stuff. And uh, Abraham was the uncle of Lot that we talked about uh, earlier with the whole Sodom and Gomorrah story. Um, but, um, yeah, one day... God just came to uh, Abram in a vision and, and, and said, look, one day your descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars. I'm reading this part from Wikipedia. But, uh, <laughs> and um, he did, uh, he even mentioned that, uh, that Israel will be bonded by uh, Egypt someday. Isn't that crazy? He's telling them all these things are going to happen. Um, but, Here's the deal. Abraham was pretty damn old. And uh, at the time he was told that he was going to have a child that would produce all of these great things, um, he was he was damn near 100 years old, 99 years old. And um, his wife was 86. And she's like, oh, come on. I can't possibly have a kid, you know, and Abraham's laughing about that too. Um, so what, what, uh, Abraham's, uh, wife, Sarah, um, 
she said, "Hey, look, I've got this uh, handmaiden. She's a slave. Let's 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 not mince words." So Abraham's uh, wife's slave, Hagar, she offered her to Hagar uh, to to Abraham and said, "Well, she'll bear you a son." Um, so there's rape involved here, basically. Um, you know, I can't imagine that's consensual. Um, but that's okay. You know, it's it's different times, uh, perhaps. Uh, but uh, Abraham uh, ends up getting her pregnant. His eighty, uh, his ninety-nine-year-old uh, sperm still working fine. Eats a lot of celery. Doesn't wear tight underwear. Um, but uh, he has a he has a kid, and uh, their kid. Uh, Hagar and, and and Abraham have a kid, and his name is Ishmael. That's what you can call him. And uh, he grows up uh, to be like 14 years old. And then God actually gets, uh, tells him, uh, you know, that, that uh, he's going to have another kid. And he has, a, he, Abraham has a kid with his wife, um, miraculously, and named Isaac. And, uh, you know, uh, Ishmael's pretty upset about this. He teases the boy. Um, not too good, you know. Um, he's a little jealous because he's thinking like, you know, I'm I'm the heir to what my father has. But now he's told, well, you're not going to be the heir. It's going to be Isaac. Um, kind of a class issue, you know. It's It's the son of a slave. Not very cool. So uh, now at the same time, while he's waiting for, uh, by the way, while Abraham's waiting for his uh, hundred year old wife to have a baby. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, they, uh, he also decides to circumcise himself. Uh, he's the first guy to circumcise himself. He's got, you know, just he pulls out a knife. He decides to circumcise himself. And his son and his entire household of men, all the, you know, all his slaves. What a day that must have been. You know, hey, uh, hey, son, wake up. Uh, This is going to be a weird day here for you. We're going to cut the skin off our dick. (laughs) And our insurance isn't even going to pay for it. It's it's not even an accepted practice yet because we're the first people to do it. I hope we could do this. Hey, hey, everybody working for me? Um, if you thought I didn't pay you enough before, wait till you see what I got planned for you today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, slice all of your dicks. That's pretty. Uh, that's that's a banner day in the Abraham house there. Oh boy, so they were pretty sore about that in so many ways. Um, let's hope he got it right. I, I would, th- you know, like if you've got a, a household of men, himself and then Ishmael. Um, I would think you practice on the other dudes first. You get the technique down, you know, I mean, because why would you cut yourself and then, you know, 20 people after that? You know, so I'm I'm thinking the order was maybe Abraham second to last and then Ishmael last at the age of 13. So he's got his new kid, Isaac. And uh, we'll, we'll talk some more about the whole life of Abraham another time. Um but, you know, Abraham follows the Lord's uh, teachings um, and uh, lives a good little life there. And um, when Abraham was 100 years old, they have Isaac. And uh, 
he's told that um, one day God comes back to him. He says, hey, all right. Um, remember that day where I had you guys cut your dicks? <laughs> well, where do you see what's next here? Um, basically, um, I want you to take your son, Isaac, walk a few days to the mountains because, you know, I want you to think about this for a while. Uh, to the land of Moriah, not Moriah Carey. This is Moriah. It's uh, it's 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 thought to be maybe a, an area. Well, it's in Jerusalem. Wherever we're not going to go there. Let's not split hairs. Uh, so anyway, he's told to bring uh, his son and uh, bring the wood, and uh, he says that God will provide a lamb for a burnt offering, uh, and. Uh, He's got to sacrifice his son. Horrible thing to be told. God has forbidden human sacrifice. Uh, frowned upon it. Uh, Mosaic law uh, frowned upon it as well. But uh, here, Abraham's told by God to do this. So he does it. This is a big act of faith. The most faithful of God's people. And uh, he's got a sacrifice his son and uh, this has been depicted a lot of different ways and um basically he keeps his son in the dark he's walking with his son for three straight days uh and they come to the mountain and they start gathering wood and then the son is, is going like hey dad uh where's where's the lamb that we're gonna uh sacrifice and um he says, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, just lay down here. It's all good. And then, um, you know, he's struggling. Why do I got to do this? But, you know, you got to do what God says. That's the moral of this story. And then and he, just before the knife comes plunging down, uh, an angel shows up and goes, whoa, don't, don't, don't do it. Whoa. Didn't think you'd take it this far. Uh you pass the test. Uh, all's good. Um, by the way, there's a lamb caught, cut in a, a, a thicket bush over there. You, you can burn him. And so then Isaac uh, and his dad Abraham uh, burn the lamb and have a good laugh and walk home. And uh, I tell you, Isaac had a lot of trouble trusting Pop after that one there. You know, it's like, a, hey, I need you to go to the market with me tomorrow. Oh, you, sh you can go by yourself, Dad. Can you help me gather some firewood? What is it for, Dad? God tr tricking you again? I mean, it's, I, I, Isaac had some, some dad issues uh, in so many ways uh, after this. But uh, an interesting story. A lot of people say, uh, you know, that uh, maybe Abraham should have defied God. Maybe he should have loved his son so much that he said, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but... Um, God's been talking to him a lot, so, I mean, he kind of had to sort of listen to him, and God gave him this son when he was 100 years old. Maybe he just frankly didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> Maybe he had some regret when the angel stopped his arm with a knife in it. Um, but I think it, it, you know, the other lesson is, you know, why would God do this, put him to that test? And I think clearly... You know, an omnipotent God's going to know he's not really going to go through with it, perhaps. Uh, free will and whatnot. But uh, anyway, it didn't happen. But it was, it was a good 
good idea, good story to illustrate that you you follow God's orders and um, good things will happen to you. But good things did not happen uh, to uh, this other fellow we're going to talk about. There's a, a gentleman by the name of, of Jephthah. Jephthah. Jephthah is a uh, in the book of Judges. And he's a judge. So there's no false advertising in that book. And uh, he presided over Israel. And uh, he lived in a city called Gilead. And uh, what's interesting here, this guy, his father, um, is named Gilead. So he founded the city. And his mother's described as a prostitute. So this, you know, the, the son of a prostitute grows up and becomes a successful judge. Um and the the Ammonites uh, are going to be battling the Israelites that Jephthah is is a part of there. Um, Ammon is a part of the. Uh, uh, I I believe that was part of the uh, the folks that came out of Sodom, Lot's kids there, you know. But anyway, uh, the Ammonites are going to fight against the Israelites, and um, Jephthah. Decides to, you know, make a make a vow to God. He says, uh, look, God, um, if we win this battle against the Ammonites, um, whatever or whoever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return in peace uh, from the Ammonites... Uh, Whatever whatever comes out, I will offer it as a burnt offering. I'm going to sacrifice whatever comes out of my house. That that's a really weird vow to make to God. I mean, you you could say like I'll give up drinking. Uh, maybe I uh, I won't be a, a philanderer anymore. I think we've all had maybe a moment where we bargained with uh, something Almighty. You know, get me out of this, and I'll never drink again. Until next Friday, you know, that kind of stuff. But a uh, very weird vow here that Jephthah says. He says, uh, God, if we win this battle, when I come home, I'm going to sacrifice the first thing that runs out of my house. Maybe it'll be a dog. I hope not. That's a good dog. You know, hopefully it's a sheep or a cow uh, that we, for some reason, had in our house. Um turns out it's a family home and when he gets home his his daughter runs out of the house um what are the odds that that would happen uh being that he lived there with his wife and daughter uh pretty good actually you know i think if most of us had to kill the first thing that ran out of our house um it would probably be a girlfriend wife boyfriend or or kid um jephthah's stupid basically let's just make that clear um well, what happens here? Now, this is an interesting story. Now, Jephthah is basically, oh, gosh, he falls to his knees. Why did I do this? And the daughter's, you know, horrified. His only daughter. And, and he, he tears at his clothes and he says, oh, no, I can't believe this. I, 
I can't possibly take back my vow. I promised God that I'd sacrifice you if we won the battle. Why, if if I go back on this, uh, he might kill me, which probably deserving. You know, I'd, I'd go instead of my daughter. Come on, dude. But no, he, he holds uh, her to the vow. Uh, apparently trying to talk to some local sages in the town. They're like, yeah, dude, you, you can't go back on a vow with God. And um, so the girl... This is funny. She says, uh, look, Dad, um, I understand you got to burn me to death because you made a really weird deal with God. He didn't even, God didn't even talk to you, by the way. He, you just shouted this out into the void and hoped it worked. So, uh, you know, most uh, military leaders would depend on their soldiers' fighting skills uh, to get through. But uh, that's that's what he did. So the daughter says... Let me go into the mountains with my friends and cry for two months uh, since I'm going to be dying a virgin. And um, he's like, sure, you know. <laughs> and in the meantime, like, you know, wouldn't you think you'd be praying to God like, hey, is there a way we can undo this? You know, can I pull an, can I pull an Abraham on this one? No, no can't and he ends up burning his daughter deals a deal very horrifying story and um later um he was forced to fight and um in a different battle uh against the ephraimites and uh basically got got killed no i don't know what all happens there? I'm getting ahead of myself, but, but yeah, I mean, he, he sacrifices his daughter. Now, what's interesting in this story, to be fair, is uh, God never asked him to do this. So the lesson of this story is clearly, don't make promises uh, you can't keep, um, and if you do, don't, you, you don't have to. You, you don't have to go for having your daughter sacrificed as the. Uh, you know, that was a weird variable there. I'll, I will sacrifice the first thing that runs out of my my house. Maybe he was hoping it was his wife. I don't know. Maybe times were tough there. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. Hey, it's kind of a, a downer of a topic today. Um, but uh, we'll try for something happier as the, as the Christmas season approaches. Uh, I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Uh, we had a couple days uh, where the podcast was offline. Um, our web host, uh, I, I needed some help with something, and I was doing it through a chat program. And i uh, like, hey, I need help with the WordPress thing on this other non-related site that I do. But it's on the same server as Super Bible Party. And then that got cut off, and then I started chatting with somebody else. I said, hey, that last guy stopped replying. Uh, turns out I think he stopped replying because he deleted our website uh, and um, Super Bible Party got deleted, all the files I uploaded, and um, I didn't want to have to do it again. And uh, they restored it, but it was a, it was almost two days that the site was down, so the podcast wasn't working during that time. My favorite part of that about that experience was the, uh, the web provider said, uh, hey, um, as a courtesy... Uh, we're not going to charge you $25 restoring your website fee. 
we're going to credit we, we're crediting that to you and i said well well you guys are the ones that deleted it why would i pay for that that'd be like if i i took my car into an oil change and they busted my windshield there and then they said as a courtesy we're going to replace your windshield for free <laughs> wow thanks guys that's stellar customer service um and then i said look if uh my website is working again by Thursday. I told them this last week. I will um, kill the first thing that runs out of my back door. Fortunately, um, it was a slice of apple pie. I killed that thing in five seconds. Mm, it was good. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been Super Bible Party. We're putting new episodes out about every Tuesday. It might come sooner or later, but I'm trying to be consistent. This is, this is five weeks in a row. Uh, we've been doing this now, so who knows what's next. But we'll try something a little happier. Uh, you know, take the, the taste of human sacrifice out of your mouth. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic day. And may all your days be super Bible party days. Tell some friends about this podcast. Uh, uh, if you got a blog, write about it. Plug it. I, I, we, we would love to get more folks listening to this. Uh, I like to build up the audience so that we can tour around and do some fun live shows and events. And I'm going to have some guests coming here soon. Pretty soon, I, I'm hoping to have uh, Skip Bacon, uh, comedian and religious scholar, uh, to talk about the story of Jonah. I don't, that will be soon. I don't know how soon. But we got lots of cool stuff, and uh, I will see you soon. Have a fantastic time. I'm Robert Berry, and thanks for listening to Super Bible Party. God be with you till we meet again. Sung by Anthony and Harrison, Edison Records. Yeah.